0: From the lakeside newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. In a day dominated by the decision of the Henrico School Board, we've got a full recap for you coming up on today's Henrico News Minute for Friday, July twenty fourth, 2020. It's brought to you today by Henrico Area Mental Health. And now for the news. Well, it took more than six hours yesterday, but the Henrico County School Board ultimately decided on a fully virtual return to school for the first nine weeks this fall, following the recommendation of Superintendent Amy Cashwell. Board members heard from 25 speakers, 18 of whom sought a choice of in-person or virtual learning, and seven who favored the fully virtual approach. Before hearing a presentation from school staff members, In the end, the board voted unanimously to adopt Cashwell's recommendation and appeared swayed in large part by several key circumstances, including the fact that a number of teachers in recent weeks and other staff members had indicated to officials that they were not comfortable with the idea of returning to school in person, potentially leaving the school system with no way to educate students who did select an in-person plan had one been made available. Board members said although they shared concerns of those who wanted a return to school in person, they also wanted to protect students and staff members from potential health risks associated with the virus. School officials told the board that there is uncertainty about when some necessary orders of PPE and other safety supplies might arrive. They were supposed to arrive already but haven't, and officials are concerned that they would not have arrived in time for the start of school board members also raised concerns about aging buildings half of henrico's schools are 50 years old or older and a number need repairs to their hvac systems which are considered critical to maintaining proper airflow which is viewed as important in mitigating the risk of virus transmission inside buildings Cashwell and board members seem to agree that the fully virtual approach will in some ways allow for a more normal return to school than either of the in-person models would have. In a full-time return to school, for example, students and staff members would have been required to wear masks all day and elementary school students largely would have remained in their classrooms for the entire day without the ability to interact with others from closer than three feet away. They would have gone outside primarily just for recess and physical education. Cashwell and other school system officials yesterday promised that the virtual learning program that they've been crafting for the past few months is far superior, more thorough, and more user-friendly than the EdFlix platform they said they rolled out as an emergency learning plan in the spring. The new program will operate through the existing Schoology platform and streamline most other learning platforms beneath its umbrella. The next challenge facing school officials is closing an estimated $29.7 million budget shortfall that... Chief Financial Officer Chris Sorensen estimated would be present regardless of which plan the board had selected. Somewhat ironically, that's about $2.5 million less than the amount of money that was carved out of the school system's budget after the pandemic hit in March. The extra money is needed for health monitoring and cleaning, additional supports for teachers, students, and families, the purchase of sufficient PPE, and transportation and child care needs, all of which would exist even in a fully virtual setting, according to Sorensen. though school will begin virtually, Cashwell and several board members discussed the possibility of phasing in a gradual partial return to school for some students. For example, regular in-person meetings for special education students, English learners, and those with IEPs, potential one-on-one meetings with rising kindergartners and their teachers at school, or weekly small group meetings for other pre-K through third grade students. As part of the fully virtual plan, teachers will be able to teach from home or in their classrooms if they'd like. Cashville said a typical day for students learning virtually would include a combination of some full-class video meetings, some small group meetings, some one-on-one sessions, and some offline time for students to work independently. Said Tuckahoe District Board Member Marcy Shea, quote, virtual learning does not mean six hours of screen time for our K-2 students, end quote. Cashwell also reiterated that the school system will not furlough any employee. Instead, it intends to find creative ways for those whose jobs revolve around in-person learning, such as bus drivers, food service employees, and others, to contribute. Bus drivers are likely to be used to deliver food, for example. That's something that they've done in the spring and summer months already. Verina District Board Member Alicia Atkins made a stirring appeal just before the board's vote for community action saying that the pandemic was providing eye-opening opportunities to examine core challenges in schools and in the community at large. Said Atkins, quote, here's the truth. This struggle we're talking about here, it was here way before COVID. This struggle we're talking about, about affordable child care, it was here way before COVID. But here's a silver lining. COVID is providing an opportunity to put a flashlight to gain the eyes and ears on topics that folks didn't want to see and didn't want to hear. And we are here, end quote. Citizens who spoke during the hour-long public comment session at the outset of the meeting were impassioned about their causes. Parent Julie Stribling said, quote, For those parents and teachers who want the choice to have children in person at school, why can't we have that option? It seems like you could make everyone happy, quite simply, unless there's another agenda, end quote. Other speakers pointed to evidence that children are unlikely to develop symptoms from COVID-19, as evidence that they should be allowed back in school on a full or part-time basis. But several Henrico teachers said the risk that children could pass the virus on to adults who would suffer greater consequences was enough for them to favor a fully virtual plan. Said Henrico County Public Schools librarian Desiree Hopkins, quote, staff and students will get sick, some will have long-term disabilities as a result, and some will die. We reject that outcome, end quote. You can read much more of our coverage from yesterday's meeting on HenricoCitizen.com by clicking on Education. As we all strive to do our part during this extraordinary time, Henrico Area Mental Health serves as your local and public mental health agency continuing to do its part. We all experience mental health challenges especially during extreme, challenging times. It doesn't matter your age, gender, race, or ethnicity. Each person is affected differently. If you're a resident of Charles City, New Kent, or Henrico Counties, and you, a family member, or friend, or someone you know may need someone to talk to about the mental health challenges being experienced. Do your part and call us at 804-727-8515. That's 804-727-8515. We're here to help. Remember, mental health is good health. Call Henrico Area Mental Health at 804-727-8515. That number again is 804-727-8515. This message comes to you from Henrico County CSB Prevention Services.